0: From the Cairo Radio Newsroom in Seattle, I'm Dave Ross, and these are the Ross Files. One reason that health care is so expensive in this country, it turns out, is that health insurers make it really, really easy for people who aren't qualified to submit medical bills. This is the latest investigation by a uh, familiar guest, if you're a longtime listener, Marshall Allen, who's a reporter for ProPublica. This was done in connection with Vox.com. And the headline of uh, of his current piece is this, Health Insurers Make It Easy for Scammers to Steal Millions. Who pays? You do. Marshall, this story involves someone named Dave Williams, who is going through a divorce and his ex-wife found suspicious messages popping up on her kid's iPad.
1: Yeah. So David Williams was a personal trainer in Fort Worth, Texas, and he already had a criminal conviction for false billing. He had served time in jail. And while he was in jail, he came up with a scheme to submit false bills to insurance companies and get paid for his personal training services. So... These were non-medically necessary workouts, just like dumbbell curls and burpees and jumping jacks. This was
0: not rehabilitation for an injury or anything.
1: No, this is just the kind of thing you do at your health club. And what he did is um, he uh, filed for and obtained what are called national provider identifiers. And these NPI numbers is what they're called, are the key to billing any insurance company or the federal government for any health care services. And they're only supposed to be obtained by actual doctors or other medical providers or medical organizations that bill for medical services. But one of the huge loopholes in the system that's really an astonishing loophole is that Medicare, which is the government program that manages the NPIs and administers them, they don't check the applications when people apply for them. And they just grant the NPI numbers within a matter of about 10 minutes by going online.
0: They don't, wait a second, this is incredible to me.
1: So they don't check
0: it. They, there's no human being who actually finds out whether this guy is a, a doctor or not?
1: That's correct. So you or anyone else, in this case, it was David Williams, if you want to be dishonest, you can call yourself a doctor. You basically fill out the application for one of these NPI numbers. And you can get one within about 10 minutes. Well,
0: he was a doctor. I mean, he, was, he was, had a PhD. But in other words, uh, you don't even have to have that to get one of these numbers.
1: No, you could make up the whole thing and and get an NPI number. And so David Williams exploited this loophole and obtained an NPI number. And then he started billing insurance companies for these workouts. And by the way, he also recruited all these other personal trainers to work under him and begin billing their clients using his NPI number. So they billed out of network to these insurance companies. And the other really astonishing thing about our healthcare payment system, the insurance companies didn't check any of the claims he submitted to see if he was actually a licensed medical provider. Now for for those of your listeners who might not know, Every state has a database of licensed doctors where you or I could go online in about one minute and check and see if someone's actually licensed. And when insurers get billed, especially out of network, they aren't always checking whether someone's actually a licensed doctor. In fact, he eventually got caught, and during his trial, the um, investigators for Aetna, Cigna, and United Healthcare, three of the biggest insurance companies in the country, all testified that they pay about 96 to 99 percent of the bills automatically with computers without even checking them.
0: The amazing thing is that this probably would never have been caught if uh, his ex-wife didn't have an iPad that was linked to his uh, uh, Apple message service and was reading some of these messages going back and forth.
1: Right. So there's a lot of crazy parts to this story. So David Williams gets the NPI number, he starts billing insurance companies, and they start paying him. And this went on for more than four years. He billed them for more than $25 million, and he got paid about $4 million. Wow. But another really amazing part of the story that you just mentioned is that he had given three iPad minis to his kids uh, that he co-parented with his ex-wife for Christmas in 2013 well somewhere around in 2014 she starts to see the um, message icon light up on one of these ipads that her kid has she opens it up and somehow that ipad got connected to his own um Apple account and so his messages were showing up on the kids iPad so she starts reading these messages and scrolling through them and she sees that they're coming from people who want personal training services they're including their date of birth they're including their insurance cards pictures of their insurance cards um, their number of dependents and they're asking hey well you're can you get my insurance company to pay for my uh, my workouts and then he responds, yes, I can. And they meet up, and he gets all these people into the pipeline. Now, a lot of the billing he did was also just false billing, but a lot of it was for people who actually did get workouts. Um, so she takes this to her father-in-law, who also, you know, as you can imagine, was not the biggest fan of his um, ex-con uh, former son-in-law. And they start reporting this fraud to the insurance companies, all three of them, Aetna, United, and Cigna. And they got very little response from the insurers. Uh, they said when they called Aetna, Aetna asked for their member number. And when they told them that they weren't currently covered by Aetna, Aetna said, well, then we can't take your complaint. You'll have to <laughs> you have to be a member to yeah. file a complaint. You, you
0: can't be an anonymous tipster. But the, the yeah, genius I, 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 of this. They
1: denied that, by the way, but that's what they said. They
0: denied it. Okay. Well, but the genius of this whole scheme is nobody involved really wants to report it. The people who are getting these workouts, they're getting the workouts paid for free. And, of course, he doesn't want to report it because he's getting the money. But I, I think it's, it's just astonishing to me that he could bill, what did you say, $25 million?
1: $25 million over more than four years.
0: This one guy. And to the insurance companies, it really it, they make so much money, that's considered insignificant.
1: Well, that's part of it. There's a few reasons why the insurers um, make it easy. One is um, they make more money the more money that comes in. So they get, remember, their profits are just based on a percentage of the total. They're a middleman who's just skimming a certain amount of the money for their own profit. So if the healthcare costs go higher, they actually their revenue increases, their profits increase. And so it creates a disincentive to reduce the amount of bills being paid. And I think that's one of the reasons why our healthcare costs continue to rise. Another thing that's a really relevant thing here is that they are really reticent to crack down on the doctors and hospitals in their networks, even if those doctors and hospitals are fraudulently billing them. And the reason is they make a lot of money on those networks. They have to have a broad network so that they can sell those networks to the people who buy their plans. So in this case, they actually caught him. They caught him in 2015. All three companies they sent him letters and they said, "Hey, um, David Williams, we checked. We saw that you are not actually a licensed medical provider. You need to pay us back all the money that you um, took from us." Um, and they, but they were very slow. You know, one of the they all entered into settlement agreements with him. And you know what David Williams did? David Williams just went and created more NPI numbers and then kept billing them. So the same companies that caught him, he created new NPI numbers using his same name, same address, same phone number, created new NPI numbers and billed them again. And he actually made more money after he got caught than he did before he got caught.
0: That's doubly amazing. Now these, again, we're talking about private companies here, not the government. Please tell me that Medicare does a better job of vetting the people who submit Medicare reimbursement requests.
1: That's correct. They do. So Medicare makes everybody go through a credentialing process where they do independently verify that they're actually medical providers. Um, Medicare doesn't check the NPI applications but it's a separate part of Medicare that does the credentialing for people that bill. And so this doesn't happen with Medicare. It's, it's this is just with the private insurers. And these were commercial plans. So it was the biggest loser here was Southwest Airlines. Um, Southwest Airlines was has a self-funded plan, which means they pay all their bills themselves, mm-hmm. but their claims are managed and administered by United Healthcare. So United Healthcare paid out about two million dollars of Southwest Airlines' money. And Southwest Airlines was left holding the bag on that,
0: yeah, and then United Healthcare turns around, and just what increases its premiums to make up any shortfall
1: All these costs get passed down to the rest of us through higher premiums, higher out of pocket costs, reductions in coverage and this is part of the reason we have ongoing increases in our health care costs, especially those of us who get our uh, benefits through our employers. Because we have these commercial insurance companies um, operating as the front lines of fraud enforcement, and they have a lot of reasons not to take action, even when there's a blatant case of fraud.
0: So since Medicare does at least do some vetting of providers, why don't all the private insurance companies just make it a policy to only do business with people who have passed the Medicare vetting
1: process? Well, you would think that that... I mean, that's common sense, right? Um, and I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, um, it may be that state regulators or the federal government would need to make it a requirement that insurance companies do that. You wouldn't think that you would need to tell somebody to do something that's common sense, but apparently they do need to be told.
0: Couldn't another private company come along and say, this is ridiculous. We can obviously cut costs drastically, by doing a better job of policing fraud, and they enter the market, and suddenly their premiums are cheaper than anybody else, and a little competition breaks out, no?
1: I mean, that would be possible, but you also um, have to remember that they don't actually have the incentive to reduce the costs. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if they're just making a percentage of the total as their profit, then it's not necessarily in their best interest to reduce the total cost.
0: Hmm so we, we, pay
1: all, we pay for all this i mean let's just remember well, that no one's actually paying
0: so really again we come back to this 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 fundamental problem with healthcare there's really no way for a, a free market to work uh, the way it should there, there's no other model that would encourage the companies who are who are paying on our behalf to root out people who are cheating the system
1: well, what people could do is bypass these traditional commercial insurance companies, and there could be um, another third-party administrator that actually does a better job. So that's something that they should find out. You know, what's what's interesting, Dave, I mean, the more I dig into this world, the employers who are paying uh, for these costs, even the self-funded employers – they can't even get access to their data from the commercial insurance companies. So I'm, I'm working on ongoing stories about this, but they're really kept in the dark about the specifics about their cost. They're basically just sent a bill and said, here's what you need to pay. And so they just keep writing checks. So I think, you know, for the workers out there, when, when your HR department does your annual uh, meeting where they say, hey, you know what, your costs are going to go up another 10 percent this year. Um, go to your HR director and ask them what they're doing about fraud. Ask them what they're doing to make sure that they're not overpaying for their benefits. Because ultimately, it's the workers who are paying the bills on all this. And until the workers start pushing back, the companies don't seem to care that much either.
0: Hmm. I bet the answer, though, is it's the same with credit cards. There's a lot of credit card fraud goes on, but it, as, a, as a percentage of the amount of money that's, uh, that's changing hands, it's still relatively tiny. Although if the word gets out, it's so easy, it might start growing exponentially.
1: Well, I think it's different. Uh, the credit card world actually has a totally different system that's set up where the, the fraud is actually a lot less. I mean, you know how you get those calls from your credit card company when yeah. they see suspicious billing. Right. Whereas in the health insurance world, they estimate that up to 10% or more of what's being spent is being consumed by fraud. Really. So that's hundreds of billions of dollars a year that are being stolen from the system.
0: Your story has been not only a brief while, but has there been any reaction from people in a position to do something about it?
1: there's been, um, huge reaction. So I, I have heard from some people in some senators offices in Congress, uh, at least one, I should say that, um, has interest in maybe taking some action. Um, so we'll see. Um, and, you know, we put together a little solution story about things that could be done to at least close these really obvious loopholes, but, uh, hopefully someone will take some action.
0: The headline is Health Insurers Make It Easy for Scammers to Steal Millions. It's on ProPublica, and Marshall Allen is the reporter. Marshall, thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much for your time, Dave. Appreciate it. Remember that when there's a longer
0: version of the interviews on Seattle's Morning News, you can usually find it right here in the original form, unconstrained by the limitations of a live broadcast. And you can subscribe so that when someone says, Did you hear what was on Seattle's Morning News? you can say, Not only that, I heard the part that wasn't on Seattle's Morning News. So my advice is to subscribe. And then when we talk to an author, a politician, an entrepreneur, an artist, a scientist, a teacher, a journalist, a celebrity, you'll hear every word. I'm Dave Ross. Thanks for tuning in.